Hey, welcome to the Florida Masters Podcast. I'm John Barrett, your host. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I'm super elated to be back. There were some things that happened in life that like brought me away from the podcast for a little bit. No excuses. No excuses. But I'm back. You see, I got Netflix in the background, so I've been catching up on, on some Netflix. But um, yeah, I'm super grateful. I'm super happy to be back. Um, I got a really, really good guest today. Um, and his his interesting mindset to how he achieves success. And he achieves a lot. And um, I'm super grateful we take the time out to jump on the podcast. But before we get into that, we have admin tasks we have to do, okay? I want everyone right now to like, comment, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening or watching the podcast, all right? It helps a lot. Let's continue to grow the podcast. Um, this will be episode 38, 38 weeks, all right? 38 weeks of podcast. I know for a little bit I was doing like two a week and stuff like that. Um, but 38 weeks, okay? So I appreciate everyone listening. I, I appreciate the constant, you know, downloads and the plays. So let's continue to grow the show, okay? Um, so the young man I have on today on the show today, his name is Cole Leia. He's a two-time NCAA champion, three-time All-American, and I coached him. I coached him for a, a good period of time, you know, along with some other amazing coaches I was able to learn from. Um, but he's a phenomenal young man from an interesting place with a, an even more interesting mindset. So I appreciate everyone for listening to the podcast. Let's jump straight into the show. Colea. How are you? How are you doing? Bro, I'm excited. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. I'm excited as well. You know, I knew you, I knew you since you were probably like 17, 18 years old. You were just this little guy from West Virginia, right? <laughs> and I don't, I, we all knew you were good, but I don't think you knew how good you were. Yeah, I had to agree with that. I actually had a really awkward mindset at first. Yeah, you had an awkward mindset, but you immediately came in and you started winning matches, right? Yeah, and, I mean, um, that is very true. You, you, wore, you won matches from a, a very, very young, like young in your career, you know, more than a lot of people. And you were still like, oh, man, I got to work on this. I got to work on this. And, you know, um, I was like, hey, cool. Yeah, a lot of freshmen, true freshmen, don't win matches. I was going to tell you that right now. Okay. And, um, and I, don't, I don't think you believe me. I mean, at first, I kind of I kind of had that, like, belief that was like, yeah, a lot of, like, I kind of see what he's saying because, like, you don't see a lot of true freshmen coming up and doing some of these things. But at the same time, I was like, but I want to be different. I don't want to just be like another true freshman. I want to be one of them fresh, true freshmen to like always be known. Now, 100%, 100%. I think, I think you definitely achieved the goal, you know, um, let's shout out to like the coaches who definitely recruited you, um, you know, and then cultivated you. So, you know, Sean Doyle, he was the head coach at a time when you came in. Um, how did you, how did coach Doyle find you? Um, I honestly can't truly remember. I know I got a, uh, my mom mentioned something about Wheeling Jesuit contacting me and getting a hold of her at the uh, state tournament my junior year because there's a funny story. They thought I was younger. They thought I was a sophomore my junior year. And then they went back, you know, and started like, started the processes immediately. And then I know after that, Coach Doyle resigned and then Coach Irwin stepped in line and Coach Irwin was a big thing. Like, he came to all my events and made sure he was, like, always on top of everything. That made the process, like, even easier. Like, I need to be here. 
Now, 100%. I, I, that Coach Irwin definitely cultivated a lot of things we had going on at Jesuit. Um, and since he was already like in the college ranks recruiting for so long, I think he was recruited. He was a coach for nine years prior to um, taking the head coaching job. And, you know, he, he took the reins and it obviously, you know, paid dividends <laughs> into you, you know. Um, so, like, shout out Coach Doyle, shout out Coach Irwin. Super grateful and blessed for you know, not only feeding me, um, helping me grow, but also young Cole Leia, who's now a uh, two time NCAA champion uh, from the great state of West Virginia, yep. born and raised. All right. And um, I, I know I know that's that's pride that's pride for for you and the, the state of West Virginia. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a big thing because uh, you really don't hear many like guys from West Virginia coming out, and it's like that mindset I said before. Like I just want to be different. I want to be known. I just don't want to be known for, you know, being a decent or average or slightly above average, you know, West Virginia wrestler. Because I remember many times where people were like, oh, you know, like he. I wrestled people from PA be like, I wrestled this West Virginia kid. He's a three-time state champ. Like, and I just beat, beat him up. And I just immediately started that process and mindset. Like, I don't care what my state titles or how many ever I had, which were three when I uh, ended up graduating, I was like, I want to be that guy. You know, everyone's talking about PA and Ohio and California wrestling. And by the time of my senior year, I was like a goal that I do not lose to anybody from a different state yep. and I ended up only losing one match to a dude from California. It's okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm super proud of you. You know, um, I think when, when we first came in, you were just like, all right, you know, my goal is like definitely like to go to a good school, get a good education, you know, um, do my four years and like, you know, get out of here. But obviously, you know, with the COVID year and then how things transpired, plus your mindset shift, you know, I think you get in a taste of it. Your um, was it your sophomore year? You get in the taste, um, you know, of what it was like the AA. You just was got hungry and then leveled up completely. Yeah, uh, I definitely know. Like when I walked in there, like I knew Nate Keaton, and I was like, "Gosh, everyone's been talking about this dude." Like I don't know. And then we went in and strapped yeah. one day, and I was like, "Well, like we're kind of on the same level. Like I think I can get there, but I'm gonna have to put in the extra work." So I like would go in late at night when I knew no one else would be there, go in and put in some extra work. And uh, I know one guy always came out was Brandon Tenney. He always came in late at night too and would work out with me and like help me develop my wrestling as much as I could. And then after me and Nate wrestled off, I remember Coach Irwin saying, that match just looked terrible. You guys just looked like you rolled around and points just got randomly scored. And then that just made me like, it's like, okay, so I got to, like, I got to work harder. Like, I've worked hard, but now I need to even work harder, focus more on everything. Yeah. And then yeah. I think my first first match was uh, Drexel, and that was the longest match of my life. It's still the longest one I had. It was, like, almost triple overtime. Yeah. And then sort of late takedown to win. And then as the, as the season progressed, I remember when you told me, like, freshmen usually, like, don't don't win a ton of matches and I think the one I remembered you were most amped about and talked to me about that was against UPJ when I beat the kid like 11 to 3. Yep. And he was from he came from Clarion or something and he was supposed to be this big name and then I just went out there and I remember the crowd and everyone just jumping up and down. And then that, work work. that was the that was the time I think my mindset started to shift like I'm the guy. Yep. Like I can be that guy. 
Yeah, I think um, I think a, a huge part of like your success was your humility. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, they have a little success and they kind of like kind of change. You know, because you got you kind of you kind of have have to have a different mindset here to be successful, right? But yeah. you you kept your humility. You know, like you could be walking down the street and no one know you were on the national title the week before. You know, it's not like you tell people. Still, I think it's still like that because I just walk around like. I don't, I don't really flex the ring and stuff that I've got. And it's just like, I don't want to really be, you know, down the road. I don't want to be just known as that. I just want to be known as like a, a great person, well-rounded person, always trying to give back and help everyone out, not living in the past. Like I got to live in the present. So, I mean, even like right now, like, yeah, I just came off my second national title back in mid-March, but that doesn't matter. Like, you know, next season's coming up. Yep. I haven't got to train very much with the circumstances of uh, school and stuff that I'm doing right now and work, but I'm already walking in next season zero and zero. I already know that with no title over my head. And I think that was the biggest thing I had to start learning was just not, not caring as much in a way. Like I care a ton for the sport and being successful and trying to do everything, but I don't have, the more I focused on not caring about the outcome but just it made my wrestling shoot up so much because it made me think like if you think about it like if you're worrying about the outcomes before you start anything you're going to be focusing on trying to do everything to make the outcome like almost picture perfect yeah but if you have a blank outcome with a blank blank canvas you can just make whatever you want and i think that was my like ideals for this year is like i started focusing i was like yep I, yeah, I won a national title, but that's nothing now. I'm coming yeah. into every match, zero and zero. This guy's coming at me. I'm always the underdog. And that's what I tell myself generally right before I go out there. Like, this dude's the under. I'm the underdog at every occasion. And it doesn't matter who steps out in front of me. I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to prove why I am who I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and man, it's so, it's so surreal for me because like, again, I remember when you first got to college and, um, you said, you said like, come up to me, you'd be like, JB, I'm not anything. Obviously a little different word you, word you said, you know, you're like, JB, I ain't, I ain't, you know? And I was like, man, that's pretty, that's pretty harsh. You know, I was like, you just won a tournament last week and like, you know, a pretty hard tournament. And you're like, yeah, JB, I ain't. And I was like, Dude, nuts. But it's obviously, I'm like, still like that. I'm still like that. <laughs> I would be like, yo, like this kid is nuts. But obviously, it, it, I think it keeps you even kill. It keeps you humble. Um, and then when you, on match day, you, you hit a switch. You know, like I'm Colea. You know, I'm gonna go out here and do what I've been doing. Um, and this this person in front of me doesn't change anything. And um, I, I think that's super super valuable. Even when I was on the other side of the mat, and um. <laughs> You know, coaching coaching a guy against you or something, and um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to like um, I be mid match and I'm like, all right, oh cool. I'm like, all right, I'm not coaching. <laughs> you know, but um, I, I'm super super happy for you and like, you know, I, I definitely seen the levels uh you've progressed. You know, especially like and when when the big when the lights are on. You know, yeah. I think um at first you were just like, oh yeah, you know, I want to match, but when the lights are on, you perform better. Honestly, I feel like that's what I do perform my best because I'm I just like I don't know if I just attained it somehow, but like I just don't get as nervous anymore. Like I'm honestly more nervous when I'm talking in front of like five, ten year old, five to ten year old range 
just yeah. being a speaker when I just can say, you know, just, it's just a casual little talk. But when I'm out on the mat, it's just like, you know, I'm a little nervous before, but as soon as I, as soon as I know it's time for me to walk out, like I actually have dead set timelines. Like I have an immediate cycle, like at this time frame, this is what I do. What, this is when I do this. And at that time, it's at that exact moment. Every time I know I'm done, the nerves are gone and it, it, it's time to, it's time to put on a show. No, absolutely. I, I, and I, I think that you can do that because you prepare so hard, you know, like you're a two time uh, national champion at this point. And um, like you said, you work even harder than you did before and you work pretty hard. You know, I think you had that, like that West Virginia hard work, hard work mentality before um, extra workouts. Hey, JB, should I eat this? You know, can I eat this? And a lot of people listening, they don't even know the, the medical challenges you had, you know, and yeah. deal with on a daily basis, right? Yep, I kept those pretty hidden. I was in and out of uh, I was in and out of the hospital for the first half a season for like a lot. Yeah, I mean it was it was bad too. And I'll I'll tell you this, like me me just like you know, witnessing it, I'm like, yo, this kid gonna be okay? Like, cause this is pretty like serious, you know, especially with yeah, the down, in, down in Kentucky, that was a <laughs> that was a wild one. That was because no. I know. I knew like throughout the season I had to get like blood work done rapidly all the time because I kept getting weird, weird feelings. My body felt weird, which was good that I knew it and knew of it so I could like get the help I needed. But the one that the big one that happened, that was nobody knew. Nobody knew, yeah. not even not even me. And that was I mean, that's even one that I like if people ask like about my story and stuff and you know, I'll tell them, but they're like they'll like look at me like I'm crazy and be like that there's no way that happened I'm like I can give you contact information on who was there I can probably give you about 40 people that witnessed it yeah like it's, it's not it's not a joke it's and it's something that like it's an it's just another adversity like I'm thankful to still be here like there was a chance that I may not have made it out of that one like it yeah. was a big one and like it's just like you know I'm thankful to God every day that I'm still here rocking, still able to wrestle too. I got one more year, which is amazing, but it's, it's just another adversity is how I think about it. And you gotta, you gotta take it one day, one minute, one second at a time. You never know what's going to come. So for me personally, like I just try to live it up. Like that's another thing too, for the wrestling. Like you never know when life's just gonna shut the lights off for you. And it's just, Hey, go have fun with it. No regrets. Yeah, absolutely. Don't put off today what you can tomorrow. Exactly. Um, super, super, super big, you know, um, church term. You know, you hear older people say, don't put off today what you can tomorrow because they know tomorrow's not promised, right? And yeah. um, and I, and I think that attributes to your mindset, you know, of like why you go so hard, you know, because like, again, like, like I used to be like, yo, this kid, because this was like, this was probably like three, four years ago when I was there. And you were having a medical issues. And I was like, yo, this kid, this just seems like it's pretty serious. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about your mindset bouncing back. So, like, after, like, the, the obstacles, you know, and adversity you had that you get through with the medical issues, like, what was your mindset coming back? And you know, just getting back after a few of them, you know? Um, well, the first minor ones, like, I kind of didn't think much of them. I was just like, eh, something random. Maybe maybe I wasn't doing something right, maybe diet, maybe working out a little too much, so focus a little more here and there, so I didn't think much of those, so I just, like, continuously just kept going and going, and I remember one was, probably shouldn't have done, but I had, like, 
a couple different vials of blood taken. And I was like looking at the nurse. I'm like, Hey, you need to speed this process up. Like I got practice in 10 minutes. (laughs) And she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, you shouldn't be going to practice. I said, I don't care. I'll eat a pack of crackers on the way. Like we'll be good. And I immediately, I remember we spelled out, we did that Cardinal culture run in the wrestling room because we got in trouble. And I did that right after doing, doing and getting all my blood work, which was crazy. Oh my God. But, But I felt bad. And I was just like, man, I just completed that workout after getting blood taken. Like this is, this is nothing, but that bigger one, I mean, that one put me into some shock. Like I didn't just like, you know, wasn't something little, like I got straight sent to the hospital, taken out and the stretcher and everything. And yeah, had no clue. I had no clue what was going on. And there's a, there's like some time frame. There's a couple months there between that time frame that I really still don't remember. Like, my first national tournament's still a little blurry because it's it's in that time frame, but I knew it was going to be a different adversity really because I had to go see like multiple medical per, like professionals and I was like oh so this is like not something normal at all like I had a specific eating I had to eat like a specific food amount of food and specific foods every single day I had to look at the intake couldn't really go over and the biggest yeah. thing was. I couldn't work out. I was only allowed to be on like the spin bike for maybe 10 minutes tops. And then I would have to get made, sit down and stretch out. And and I remember having the mindset like, Hey, like I need to work out. I need to work harder. Like regionals is going to be right around the corner. And I went and pushed it one day and then I over pushed it. And I almost had like a minor relapse because the next couple of days were just so rough and so bad. So that's when like, that's like, I take the term, like, you know, Coach Irwin always says, like, trust the process. I was just, like, trying to trust my own little thing at the time. But then I started listening to his words a little more and your words, like, you know, trust in the process. Like, just take it a day at a time and a second at a time. And I really followed that diet plan and everything in, like, to a T. And it made me feel a lot better for up until, I can't remember, it was, it was probably around five or six weeks how long it was it took me to get back to the mat. But after that, and after learning to trust the process, it got a little easier. But the, but the big thing was coming back, you know, I went to regionals only with about a week and a half of training. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, all right, like I had to go over with uh, our trainer, Jess, at the time. I was like, listen, like, what are my warning signs? What are this? What are that? And she was asking me like all these questions, like, why? Like, why are you asking this? Are you having, I was like, I'm not having any issues, but like, I only got a week and a half to prepare. Like I'm just going to be so deconditioned compared to everyone else. I need to start putting myself back in shape. So I was trying to figure out how to do my own stuff. So I was like, I need to know these warning signs as soon as possible, because if I do a workout, I want to know so I can just quit immediately and then just, you know, go get some water, go get some of this and some of that. But that first match back, I had, uh, Actually, Russell McKinnon from West Liberty, who ended up being my teammate. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was nervous. I was like, man, like, Russell, I mean, I beat the kid I majored him. I think it was like 11 to 3 or 12 to 3 when we dueled him. And I was nervous. I was like, man, I haven't been on the mat. I haven't wrestled. And I'm getting nervous. And I went out there. I, like, couldn't move for a minute. Like, I was just so scared. And then I ended up finally, like, can't remember what it was. One of the coaches just said, just, like, let it free, be loose. And then I just opened up and think I ended up like majoring in tech following everyone in the regional tournament that year 
No, 100%. And when you got to remember, Cole, like, you know, like you're not one of the guys who, like, you know, was struggling with conditioning in general, you know. <laughs> you're not one of those guys. So, so like, I think – I don't think, like, a lot of us were, like, worried about your conditioning. It was more about, hey, are you, are you here and ready to do this, you know. And obviously you were. Yeah, I was – beginning of that match i was like i couldn't move i was like eh, i don't know about this like can i even wrestle anymore and then i just eventually opened up and felt free i never felt yeah. tired though i still don't i still didn't understand that one i just never tired <laughs> well you're a hammer on top that's why that's true i've gotten a little better since then oh gosh i i think um i forgot the i, I forgot the last regional i was at was it last year uh last oh. year would have been the first First time since the state tournament, or since the national tournament, because 2020 Good. they, 2020 we had regionals in Indianapolis, or at least West Lib did, and I think we hosted them for the past two years maybe. The last yeah. one I went to was the one, you I mean you obviously won it, but it was that was the last one I went to, so it was like probably like the year before last or something like that. No, no. Yeah, I won. I didn't win in 2020, so it, it might have been last year's. Or the okay, so yeah, so it might have been last year then. Um, was it? Yeah, probably twenty twenty one. I think that's the one. Because twenty nineteen would have been my freshman year. Twenty twenty was the COVID year, and then right after. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah man. I was year. like, I was like, man, this kid on top. Oh my gosh, and um, I still I got a little better since last year too. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a dog, man. I'm super I'm super proud of you, you know. And obviously, like you, you still have the same mindset. So, like after all the adversity, after you know everything you're going, like your mindset now, right? You go into next season zero and zero, right? Yep. What do you what what do you what do you want to do? And then I have to then we're gonna backtrack into your career because um there was a there was a pivotal point in your career where you could do something else, and I want I want to talk about that, okay. but. Zero zero going into next year is your senior year, right? What 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 do you what do you want to do? What's your what's your goals and how how do you goal set? All right, so this is gonna sound really weird because like I set my goals really weird and no one's understood them. So <laughs> people might might question it if they want they want to question it they can, and if you have questions also ask me. I really wouldn't care, but. <laughs> my I have really weird goals, you know. Like my first goal isn't even about wrestling. Uh, like my first match, my first goal is to like make the weight cert, you know, get prepared. That's, that's the first mm -hmm. goal, you know, then the second goal is, you know, wrestle great your first match. Are you prepared? Can you do all that? And it's just like simple goals like that. Like I really don't focus any goals past like the present. Like if it's yeah. not in front of me yet, then I really won't focus on it. But I do have, you know, like, they're the big if statements that people usually just say to avoid. Like I use those religiously talking about like success, but I bold my ifs when I write them down because it's like, that's a possibility, but I want to make that the true outcome. Okay. So I like I'll highlight them and I'll bold them. I'll write them in Sharpie and stuff like that. So uh, can you once example? you get down the line, it's uh, coming up to regionals. The first goal there is uh, make weight. Like, there's no, no other excuse. Like, you can't wrestle if you don't make weight. So, the first goal is to make weight. Yep. The next goal after that is to uh, hydrate, refuel, get feeling good. That's goal two. And mixed with goal two is, like, have a good warm-up, but do the warm-ups that I like. 
Yeah, yeah. Goal three, then just, you know, leads to the first match. And then the overall outcome of that whole goal set, because mine are like double goals, so it's like the big goal with minor goals on the inside. The overall goal is place a regional is high enough to go to nationals. It's a weird mindset, but it's wow. like nothing's promised. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, even, if, you know, for say that I was the greatest in the world, which I'm not at the time, could possibly be, who knows, maybe not. But uh, it's just like that. Like, even if you're the best in the world, you're never guaranteed. You could get sick and just lose, like, drastically. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just little things like that. So it's like taking care of your body, taking care of nutrition, just everything, making sure everything is ideally perfect, 100%. But, you know, ideally, you know how we always say it, like 75% your key for the end of season. Body feel yep. good and everything. So once that goal's set, and then, you know, it's like move to nationals, same thing, make weight, nutrition, get everything set. And it's like, be ready for your first match and then just let it fly. Man, that's phenomenal. I, I, I haven't heard many people take a take on goals like that. You know, everyone has their overarching goals, you know, and if you fall somewhere close to it, you're like, okay, like, you know, and you're kind of disappointed because that's your outcome, right? Your outcome, hey, I'm a hit national champion and you place fifth. Uh, and then you're sad, you know, as opposed to like, man, your goals and your goals are like work towards the bigger goal, though. That's phenomenal. Yeah, because it's just like I've always viewed it as like nothing's ever guaranteed in life. So I got to take it each task at a time. And if I can almost hit each goal at like B plus average, so like between 80 to 85 percent and above, then I'm then I'm going to I'm going to end up reaching my goals. But I got to continuously hit each goal as perfect as possible. Oh, that's incredible, and 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 like your your goal setting is incredible. That's probably why you have a, had an outstanding career. You know, that's that's incredible, Cole. That's 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 a jewel. That's a jewel for everyone listening. And then you know, kind of shifting back to your earlier point in your career, you were at Willing Jesuit, right? And now you're at West Liberty. Um, obviously, a seamless transition because you um your head coach Danny Irwin, you know, is an amazing coach. You know, but when the old program ended and it was time to pick a new home. What led you to West Liberty and were you trying to go anywhere else? Um, it was a really hard process, actually. Like I, like at first I genuinely didn't know if I was actually going to want to go back to college. Like I actually had like a mindset that like, Hey, I'm just going to go to the oil field or something, yeah. get a construction job, make some good money and then figure out what I want to do. And then, you know, after some thinking, and just sitting down, like, with my own thoughts and stuff, I was like, well, yeah, I'm probably not going to want to go back to college, and I know what that percentage rate is. Like, it's not going yeah. to be ideal at the end of the day, so let's, let's start looking at colleges. And uh, I had, you know, a handful, a large handful of colleges actually look at me, which was really different compared to my senior year because, yeah. you know, I was just this West Virginia kid, you know, I didn't really go to many big national tournaments. Like, I went to Virginia Beach Nationals. That's kind of really about it. And then I got all these other ones, you know, coming in from all the way from D1 all the way to NAIA. And I was like, I mean, probably hundreds, hundreds of schools. And I was just shocked. I was just, like, having emails come in all day, every day. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So then, you know, I'm talking to coaches left and right, uh, you know, like – some of the big ones, like I had, I had an uh, offer from Ohio State. Um, I had contact from Penn State at one point. Just a bunch of different, like big name schools, but you know, Ohio, you know, some of the bigger schools, like Ohio State, offered me a small scholarship, and I was like, 
You know, like, I kind of know what I'm worth here. Yeah. And, like, there's a possibility I won't start there. And I really don't feel like going into major debt. And then it took me back. I was, like, started thinking. I had all these D1s written down. And, like, my top, like, out of, I made a top list out of 10. I think out of, like, the 10, there was, like, a top, like, five to seven on that list that were, like, D1, like, North Dakota State, Ohio State, South Dakota State, American University, and there's – that's, like, yeah. right there. And I was, like, I'm going to D1 because, like, me and Ty Warner talked about it. But yeah. then me and Ty both sat down at uh, the B room for lunch one day, and then we started talking, and then he, he's, like, cool, what are you doing? I was, like, Ty, I loved it here so much, man. I don't genuinely think I'm going D1. Like, I remember what you first told me, like, D2, like – is just as good as D1. It just yep. means you get more of a life. And I was like, you know what? I'm sticking to what you said. So then I started going down the list of schools and I had them narrowed down to two. My my last actual resort on my list was like Westlip because I like genuinely didn't like it all that much. And I was like, man, I hate Westlip just because, you know, they were our rivals. Yeah, we didn't right. know what to do. I was like, nah, I'm not going to Westlip. Well, then Coach Irwin went to Westlip. And I was like, ah, well, you know, maybe. Maybe I'll yeah. do it. And then, so it was between what, at the end of the end of the whole cycle, it was between South St. Cloud State and West Lib. And I went and took a visit to St. Cloud, and I was kind of, I was kind of astonished. Like, I walked in there, I was like, man, like, this gym, yeah, big school. this gym is yeah. huge, their wrestling room's huge. They had an amazing training. I saw an underwater bike, and I thought I lost my mind for the training. <laughs> I was like, dude, I've never seen one of these before. What is this? Losing my like just losing my crap about that and it was just hilarious because they were all looking at me like you've never seen this before i'm like dude where i'm from we ride like horses and stuff <laughs> no yeah. i've never seen this That's and so it was funny. just so funny and um you know i got a pretty good offer there and then uh got an offer from west lib and it just came down to like man i could go to st cloud like it was cool and all like i, I felt a great atmosphere kind of felt like wheeling I was like, I'm kind of closer to home here. Uh, some of it came down to a little bit of money. I was going to have a little more money at Westlib. And, you know, the distance was kind of kind of a big thing. I was like, man, I'm going to have to fly everywhere. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not ejected to planes. But at the same time, I was like, man, that's kind of far. Yeah. I, have, I had family out there, but, like, I didn't really want to go there at the time. So I made the decision to go to Westlib. And it was a bumpy ride at first, you know, because you had – you had the original West Lib guys, and then you had the Wheeling guys coming into West Lib, and then you had the um, the new freshmen coming in, and then yeah. it was just kind of like three different cultures trying to come into one. It was really rough at first, but once we got through that like little rough cycle, it just blossomed. Like now our program is like it's it's rising. No one thought West Lib was really going to be anything, and it's kind of like look like. You know, last year we were third or fourth. This year we were third. Like, we, we're getting better. No, no absolutely. First, I, I want to say, um, you know, shout out Ty Warner, you know, like um, for, you know, like giving you that, like, you know, high-level high level, high level uh, individual right there. You know, I think he's going to come on a podcast soon. So, um, Oh, my yeah. gosh, that would be good. Yeah, bro. But, but um, well, you know, it's only God that you got that he gave you that, that blessing and you'll be able to around those people to help you you know, you know, like think about those things when you're, when you're like trying to go to a school, you know? And then, like I said, coach, coach, coach Irwin is like a phenomenal coach, you know, he definitely, 
um, knows what he's doing. So I, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you went there and um, you stayed close to home. You know, that's, that's awesome. And putting, yeah. putting your state on the map, you know, cause you're, you're one of the few guys who are like having a high level success and you're actually from West Virginia in a West Virginia program. Yeah. It's like not, not very common. You know, like, I've, I mean, there's only like one other guy that I've really, I mean, one other guy that's like, you know, made the big, big mat and stuff. And that was Peyton Hall. Like he plays D1 and like, that's a big thing. So it's like, there's, there's jumps. Like we're West Virginia guys are gradually stepping in. It's mm-hmm. might, it might be Fanny. very slow, but we're slowly getting in there. You hear me out, uh, Terrence Fanning? Oh yeah. yeah. Can't forget Terrence. Terrence was the first big, big natty champ. Yep, Terrence. That was, Fanning, my, right? that was my that was my dad at Wheeling. Heavyweight, lightweight <laughs> relationship right there. Yep, yep, Terrence Fan. That's my little. So it, it's so it's so it's so funny. And um No wonder know. we had such a good connection. He was your little. I was his son. That makes you my grandpa. <laughs> I was ready to say that. And it, and it really was real, man. And um I, I love all you guys, man. I, I'm super grateful you jumped on the podcast, Cole. Um, so there's some people listening to this podcast, right? And they want to apply your goal setting or your mindset to like their life. What's something you can leave with them or some young kids he's watching and he's like, Hey, Cole, Leah from West Virginia. I'm from West Virginia. What can I do that has to get to the next level and in life? Um, so like, I mean, the goal setting is like, you know, take the big picture, like, you know, and just like narrow it down, like make it into like a little process of how you can get to your goals. So like, like example, like say your goal is to, and if you're in high school, be a state champion, like obviously like you got to be having your nutrition right. You got to be able to work out, work hard and do all these things. So it's like, you got to make all these little goals that add up to your big goal. That's kind of how I focus all my like goal setting and things like that. And then, I mean, it, just any advice is just, you know, come in with an open mind and stay open-minded. Like the world is really the world is yours. Like make it, you know, uh, NCAA uses the term, like make it yours. And that's, that's kind of how I just do it. It's just, I try to do my best in everything. And really like my mindset is like, I can't accept failure. It's, it might be part of me trying to be a perfectionist at the same time. But if you truly love something, try to be a perfectionist at it and do the best that you can, because you never know how long, it's going to last like wrestling's only going to last me one more year. So I got to do my best and prepare to be the best and be the best at the best times. And then whatever it takes, it takes like, you know, if you have something that's only going to last a couple of years, why not just give it your all and do your best and become the best at that, at that moment, because you're not going to do it again. That's kind of how I, it's kind of a little bit of how I think about it and just, Another thing, too, is just have fun. Like, in any sport, you're supposed to have fun. But, you know, in wrestling, everyone's like, well, I'm, I'm trying to be mean and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty mean, too, I guess, just a little bit. But yeah, yeah, you are. You, if you're not having fun in the room and you're not having fun in general, then, like, it's never going to be good enough because you're always going to beat yourself up. And I kind of had to learn that after my freshman year. Like, hey, like, I need to have a little more fun. Like, last year was great. But how can I amplify my wrestling more? And I was like, oh, if I like imply to have more fun and add a, add in like more fun structured things in practice, like maybe goof off for like five, 10 minutes right before or have some fun in the middle of practice. Like I felt that made my wrestling just shoot, shoot up and skyrocket to like another rev- level just because I 
you enjoy it because you kind of want to enjoy it and you choose to enjoy it. But at the same time, if you start having fun with something, you're going to want to enjoy it even more. And that's kind of how I thought about it. And then I think if you uh, try to have as much fun in everything as possible, nothing will, nothing can stop you. The world just, the world is yours. And then like, what are you going to do with all that power? Absolutely. Worth the young Colea. Colea, I'm super proud of you. I'm super grateful for you. Um, I, I'm blessed to be able to like take part in your journey, and um, it's only it's only God, and like I'm super happy for everything you accomplished, bro. Thank you, JV. I appreciate everything from you, dude. Hey, you already know my brother. And hey, you gotta let everyone know right now. You know what it is. Say it. <laughs> huh? You gotta let everyone know right now. Oh yeah. Come on, come in here, like, subscribe. Also, comment. You got to do it. Like, if you don't, you don't. And Absolutely. if you ever have any questions, don't be afraid to ask. Like, there's never a dumb question. Absolutely, Cole. Hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for having me on here, JB. Ain't hey, no that, my bro. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'll talk to you soon, too. Well, that was the incredible Cole Leia. We He has an astonishing career. You know, and obviously you can see from his story, his astonishing mindset, he's astonishing goal setting, you know, and, and just he's a humble young man. He's from the great state of West Virginia. Uh, I'm super grateful he was able to take the time out to jump on his podcast. You know, so everyone, like he said, like, comment, subscribe, you know, to the channel, um, to anywhere you listen to podcasts. And let's continue to grow. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening for the Masters Podcast.